I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And this this is That Other F Word. I love food. Oh, sorry. Mitch is shaking his head already. Um, (laughs) I know I always have to sing my intros. We're just going to have to like practice these intros or something. I don't, I don't know. We're I don't want to practice. I just want to wing it. Rin hates that, but I'm all about it. Um, I don't, I think on the intros, sometimes we have to, like, what are we going to, what are you going to do? Yeah. There's no right answer. Oh, look, I'm going to have to do my magical fix again. Okay. Sorry. Hey, um, we're going to talk about food today. We're going to talk about preparation of food, eating food, all of the things food. And here's why. I was at a concert. A concert. What? I eat a lot of concerts, too. (laughs) I wish. I'll eat anywhere, for the record. So the reason why I'm a big food person, I'm completely indiscriminate about food. I like all food, all cuisines, everything. I've not met a food I don't like. There's not a food I will not eat. I will try anything at least twice, just in case I didn't like it the first time. It could be suede. And I still have like yet to find, I don't, there's certain things I don't love, but I'll still eat them. Okay. So I'm at a conference pre-pandemic and this was one of the things, I I think I started texting you guys actually in the conference because there were some people at my table who did not attend and there were like two extra plates of food. I finished my plate and then I finished those two plates. (laughs) There were two separate desserts. I had at least three, like two of one kind and one of the other. I need to know what the desserts were. I think one was, and I don't even love cheesecake, but I I ate it because it was there and I wanted to try it to see if I I could change my mind. I do that. I really, just in case, what if it's like life-changing cheesecake, right? And I start liking cheesecake all the time. I don't really still love cheesecake. I ate like all the crust. And then I ate the two like chocolate desserts Mm -hmm. two times this chocolate lava deliciousness. I ate, like I said, the three entire plates of food. And then I, and as I was looking around and I, I put them away pretty quickly. Like I kind of like whisper to my table mates, Hey, does anybody want this food? I'm like that kid. I'm like, are you going to eat that? And then I like (laughs) eat it. Um, So nobody else wanted it and I ate it. Well, I looked around as I, t- I turned to watch the speaker and I had realized almost my entire table didn't finish their own plate. And as I was looking around, there's about 300 people at this conference n- or luncheon, almost nobody finished their plate. Was the and food good? <laughs> I was about to say, maybe it yeah. wasn't as good as you think it was. <laughs> I was probably hungry, but I'm always hungry. It's fine. But I bet you wish you had a bidet the next day, though. I didn't because I always eat like that. <laughs> um, the thing is, what it started making me realize, because I was watching them eat also, and it was like this weirdness on, am I supposed to finish my whole plate? What does that communicate? How does that look? Is it proper? Is no it- one who listens to this is ever going to want to go to a conference with you ever again. <laughs> No, I'm like super, it's funny. And then here's the, and then it's worse. We were voting at our table and everybody gave me their ballots and the blank ballot so I could stack the vote in my, what I wanted to stack it to. <laughs> it, we, we had like three 
charities to be able to have them give to. And so my whole table voted from Girls Inc. because I voted. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm like that embarrassing person, uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but it got me thinking. You sound tyrannical is what you sound like. <laughs> I'm just going to eat all of the food and then you guys give me your ballots because I'm voting for you all for this thing Nobody wants this, me. right? Nobody wants here's, this, right? Here's the thing. <laughs> give me your fruit cup, Karen. Yes. Give me your snack pack. Um, here's <laughs> like, the thing. But like if, you're in but prison gonna, and you just walk in there. Like, All right. Where's the biggest why? in here? <laughs> I Give me your nobody brown. Nobody argued with me. You know what? My mom, this has obviously been, I said something. I'm like, I'm not bossy, which, you know, we don't love that word anyway. But my mom turned to me and my brother turned to me. And they were both like, what? And I said, well, how am I bossy if you're compliant? No, anybody at the table at any point could have eaten that food or voted for themselves. I didn't hold a gun to anybody's head. No, but if the knife was a good substitute. Like you, you are, shouldn't have brought that there. If you bend to my commands, it's your problem, not mine. I'm just I telling you. I think we you. need to do a whole episode about bossy because I don't have the problems with it that you have. But what do you mean? Well, it doesn't sound like she has any problems. I have no problems being quote unquote. No, you, don't like the word. you don't like the word. It's the word. Right. right. I don't so, have a problem with the word, but yeah, that's we'll okay. Have, we'll have a we'll have a whole talk on that too. Um, because there is there's a whole bunch of stuff with that. Well, but so it got me thinking about women and food and all this weird stuff that comes with it. It's like when we when we go on a first date, what we can and can't order. Um yes. when you're out with somebody who you already are with and so um who makes the food all of these things are so a thing and it's it's really weird and so my my couple of little things then we can kind of get into each of them and break them down so mine one was the conference like all these women were like being like very delicate and prissy about their food making sure to leave the requisite amount so they not not to look like pigs or whatever it is um (laughs) food ordering and drink ordering. So like, well, Donnie and I will often go out to eat and he will get a martini and I will get a beer. And when the person who didn't take the order brings the drinks out, they automatically give me the martini and him the beer. Okay. Happens with food too. A lot of times I'll get a cheeseburger and he'll get salmon and I get served the salmon and he gets served the cheeseburger. Right. So like we've got like this, so that was, you know, and then, what they didn't know is that you had actually ordered both for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll eat both because that's what I do. But you'll just have the water. Yeah. <laughs> Having water and whatever else is free here. Um, do you have a place we could chain him for a while? <laughs> is there like a sitting service while I eat my food here? But, but it's often the opposite thing. And so like, you know, first dates, it's like, oh no, you can't eat spaghetti and you can't have garlic. Like I have all these friends that they're, di- they, you know, they're dating. So they don't eat garlic or onions. I'm like, yo, I'm going to end up. Yeah. Because they're dating and because it's not conducive to like being live a life without garlic. That's correct. And so for me, I'm like, I'm going to eat what I eat because you're going to have to like get used to this funk because I'm going to eat garlic and sauerkraut and all the things forever Might as well get used to it so get, you either on take it or leave date? it right now hmm? on a first date i will eat whatever the f i want on a first date i mean I, look I, I, 
I'm not going to eat garlic on a first date or like, I mean, that's when you got to put yourself out there, like your best side forward. And then you gradually bring in the bullshit. No, homie. So here's the thing. I'm the opposite. (laughs) And because I'm a lot, you better be able to deal with this a lot right now or I'm walking. I'm not. And obviously it worked because I've got my chained up spouse (laughs) for the last 12 years. Um, you know, but no, I don't know. I, so I did that. I did that. And obviously that didn't work. And so then I decided I was just going to be this. I wasn't going to put my best foot forward. I don't have a best foot. (laughs) I think you can put your best foot forward while also like not eating, you know, only cucumber on a first date. You know what I mean? I mean, you can eat other things that don't have garlic or onions in them that are going to make your breath kick while you're trying to talk and so here's the issue. Somebody. I grew Mitchell. up in Miami. We only eat garlic and onions. So by the so way, that's you, also a thing. You have one layer to think about here on a first date, right? You don't want your breath to smell. For when no. and maybe maybe <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You really <laughs> simplified that process a lot. Like I just go out like wearing my tank top, and uh, it's like as long as my I breath bet, doesn't stink, it's gonna be a great time. Whoops, my penis fell no. out, but whatever, as long as I'm <laughs> I bet in regards to what you're ordering. Yeah. You oh, can order I mean, for women. And you're not for women, it's like, so, and of course, there's the whole, like, you don't want to get, like, ketchup on your shirt or whatever. But for women, there's the, like, okay, if I order a salad, he thinks that I'm trying to be too feminine or that I'm not a real woman because I won't eat, like, Me. a burger or a steak right. or whatever. Right. Or then, or then you order the burger or the steak or whatever, and then you're a pig. Right. Or like you spend too much, right? Oh my God, she spent, she ordered the $50 steak and it's like, we can't win. We literally cannot win. So they're like, oh, I took her to a nice restaurant. She ordered a salad. So that's a wrong. I took her to a nice restaurant and she ordered the most expensive thing. We're wrong. We're never right. We cannot be right when it comes to food. Pardon me? Who are these men that are, are telling you that you're wrong? So it's not so much it's not so much that the specific man on the date is saying that. It's that this is the like societal narrative. And the repercussion. I have heard a thousand guys that I've been friends with say these things. So that's why. Because my Well it's friend, also like, I mean, this isn't about food, but like who pays on the first date. Right. Yeah, that's Me. the whole thing. Well, well, but yes, but when I went out with Shane, I they went Dutch. I had a friend who said, no, it's emasculating to offer to pay. And no, we didn't mm-hmm. go Dutch because I was like, okay, I need to let him pay. And I also like kind of, I don't think there's anything wrong with a guy paying for a first date. Um, and then afterwards, once we were in a relationship, I asked him and he was like, it would have been nice if you offered. And that's Shane. It's nice to offer, but I, I don't think... <laughs> Like, I don't care. Like, I, if, if I go out on a date with a girl, I, like, I'm assuming that I'm buying dinner and she can have whatever she wants. I don't give a shit. I, I actually put a lot of thought into what I order based on the evening. Like, I don't want to eat too much and then feel like garbage for the well, next couple hours. So it's like sometimes I'll just get a salad because I, I mean, it depends on what we're doing, but I don't want my belly to start growling in the middle of a movie or whatever the case, you know, especially if we're going to go drink beer afterwards, I don't want to fill up and eat a whole bunch of stuff. And then, and and I, I don't, I hate wasting food. I hate wasting food. And and so if I don't have a place where I can run my to go box back to the car, then I'm going to make sure that whatever I order is all going to go down while I'm sitting there. But that's all practical stuff. 
you don't have this added layer of perception. Yeah, I don't. Is it masculine enough? I don't give a shit. Well, we do. I mean, that's me. Again, I'm I'm an anomaly when it comes to men. (laughs) Me too. Uh, I I don't care. Um, And, but, and it, but like I said, it just, it's so, there's so much food hang up stuff. I am going to be a little bit annoyed if your breath smells like ass. Like, I mean, straight up, like I'm trying to have a conversation with you. That I don't even think that's necessarily like, I would think the same thing. Like I would be very, very paranoid if I had eaten garlic or onions because you can taste that bad breath in your mouth. Like when your breath's kicking, you can usually taste the fact that your breath is kicking. You know what I mean? Still, yeah. I always have like really strong gum and you know what I mean? Like, so I'm going to eat what I want. I'm gonna There's solutions. Yeah, I'm going to chew a couple of That's clips. That's fair as long as you've got those solutions. But, I mean, let's not go out there and just do Here, things the for thing. the sake of doing it. Come on. Well, of course not. I, I know I'm what I'm going to eat is going to smell like shit and going to make my breath bad. So then I have my Eclipse, and then I chew, like, 13 of them, spit them out, and then put a new one in, and everything is, like, pretty okay now. I bet um, that's really interesting to watch on a date. It, I'm pretty slick. Also, by the way, I haven't dated in 14 years. Did you just shove 13 pieces of gum into your mouth, <laughs> chew them up, and then spit them back out and put more in? What the hell just happened? <laughs> it worked. Okay, so. <laughs> um, and so anyway, like that just, it really just kind of got into this. I wish this didn't happen. I wish women could just eat whatever the hell they want without having to make excuses for it or be weird about it or have men be weird about it. Like just, I think everybody should eat. Food is like a big thing for me. I don't think anybody, it's a thing, like no, nothing should starve. I just think it should be a lot more freeing. And so I recently watched Spanglish. Have you guys seen that movie? I hate that movie, by the way. Um, I'm Ant- I've decided because of this food, by the way, I'm Antony from Queer Eye because like, when he just eats stuff, and I love everything about that, I, I feel like I'm very much that way when it comes to food. I appreciate his love for food. So, okay, so Spanglish. Yeah, I don't love Spanglish. Go ahead. <laughs> well, now that we have the film review. The movie, um, yeah. <laughs> it's also a term of I know what just happened in the last two minutes. That was a lot to take in. Sorry. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> Spanglish. Okay. Can, I'm just going to go, Okay. Spanglish? We're going to talk about Spanglish now? Well, with Adam Sandler, right? That's Adam Sandler? Okay. Yes. So in the the film, the main characters, um, uh, the mom is like an immigrant and she's come here. And so she's working for this white family and kind of observing how they live. Her name is Consuela, right? (laughs) Her name is Flor. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) No, it says, American women, I believe, actually feel the same as Hispanic women about weight, a desire for the comfort of fullness. And when that desire is repressed for style and deprivation allowed to rule, dieting, exercising, American women become afraid of everything associated with being curvaceous, such as wantonness, lustfulness, sex, food, motherhood, all that is best in life. Okay. So what I'll say is, here's what's funny. And because, of course, I'm married to a Dominican, Latins and Latin women to their daughter-in-laws, all of the things, especially when you're not Latin, it can be kind of tough. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm kind of that white girl, right. In the family. I think I'm the only Anglo in his entire 
family. And um, so when we're eating, if I don't eat enough, it's because I'm like stuck up. And if I eat too much and I get a little bit portly, you know, I look at, you know, I'm, she's like, oh, you're a little chunky, right? Like, oh, you've been eating good. Um, So you can't win. You can't win at all. Because if you don't eat the 13 tostones, um, you're a butthole and you're a racist white person. But then when you eat the 13 tostones and you have an extra jiggle in your ass, you're a little (laughs) bit chubby and it's just, your man's not going to stay with you. No, you can't. I don't know how long this has been going on, but you know, we talked about in our Barbie episode, her little book on like exercise and weight loss said, just don't eat. This yeah. was like in like the sixties or seventies or something. Right. Okay. But that actually makes sense. Right. So they're like, if don't eat. well, no, like okay. it's not contradictory terms. You want to be skinny. Don't eat. I'm not saying it's okay. What I'm saying is in Latin culture, if you don't eat, you're a jerk. And if you eat and you get fat, you're a jerk and you can't literally, I don't know what to do with this information. You've just simultaneously told me, eat. it's like when Mitch says, they're like, hey, do you want another plate of food? And then they comment how fat you've gotten. Make up your mind. I, I can- He's I never said that. <laughs> yes, when Mitch talks about the food, we have talked about food before and potlucks and everybody trying to serve you more food and more- I mean, They don't call him fat, I don't think. No, but listen, <laughs> have, has, has nobody in this house, in this- walked into a room. My cousin got, remember when I told you guys, my, my grandmother in front of 30 people. Oh, that shit's said, happened to me. I'm just saying it's not happened to Mitch. <laughs> it's every one of us has been told by some jerk family member, oh, you, you gained some weight. Mitchell? Yeah. That has, yeah, okay. So, you know, and then they'll serve us an extra serving of food. Did you get enough? Are you sure you don't want some more deviled eggs? Are you sure, you know? And so, now, like, I, go ahead. I have had the, uh, the stupid family member that was like in casual conversation, like, oh, you look good. Looks like you put on some weight. And then you're like, that's not, that's not how compliments work. But <laughs> my entire family are feeders to where I go to my Nana's house and Like I can be there for 15 minutes, like helping in the yard. It's like two in the afternoon. Have you had lunch? Do you need me to make you a sandwich? No, I'm fine. Do you want some crackers? No, I'm good. Do you want me to make you some biscuits? And it's like that will go on for 15 minutes of her suggesting literally everything she has in the house for me to eat. And I'm like, I'm good. After just saying it looks like you put on some weight. Oh, no, 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 no. That's (laughs) Maybe not Nana. Maybe not Nana, but like, so, so what I'm saying, like my family did not do, like my parents and stuff, they don't do that. My dad does it a little bit. My dad will have said to me, oh, you're looking a little uh, healthy there. And then ask me if I've eaten enough at dinner. And it's like, mm, but it happens a lot, like with my in-laws. And I, my dad used to tell my sister, it looked like a rattlesnake jumped up and bit her on the ass and it swelled up real big. Yeah, let's just not comment on each other's bodies. This is an aside, but I agree with just, that. Yeah, it's none. Of, it's really none of your business. And then, especially if you're then going <laughs> to try to shove more food down my damn throat, like yeah, I've had extreme versions of that with my family, and I, I I think some of that stems from people's own issues with food. Yes, and, you know as what I mean. Food as I drink all over myself. Um, yeah. So I just don't. 
it's a very, I, I think that most of my, um, some of my Hispanic friends will probably understand that. I think it's like extreme cultures do that a lot. Um, and that's just a thing. Yeah. Extreme it, sports, same. It's the same thing. <laughs> I just think it's when you're like, we, in my house, because we, we don't identify as just one culture. We're not. And so it's a little, we got a little bit more fluid with stuff and the way things were handled because you have to, you can't just be one something you're not. And so when you've got an entirely Hispanic or like Dominican, and I'll only speak to this because that's my in-laws, they're all Dominican. And then there's me. And, and I don't, I don't fit into that stuff. And so it's like, they're, you know, trying to fit, fit a square peg into a round hole and like all of these things and like, you know, Oh, you're heavy. Here's some more food, eat some more rice and beans. Oh, and she's a stuck up because she's not eating this stuff. And you know, it's just, it's so much, the food thing is so much, no matter what culture you are. And, um, anyway, on to not eating and preparing food. Who cooks? Me. Yeah. Actually, well, you live by yourself, so I hope you cook. <laughs> you know, sometimes. I mean, the, the last girl I dated, she didn't know how to cook. I have a couple friends that actually don't. Their husbands cook more, you know. I think Ren, Shane cooks quite a bit, does he not? So we both cook. He cooks more than I do, but he cooks worse than I do. Um, like, like, if we want to enjoy the meal that we're going to eat, probably I'll cook it. You know what I mean? Okay. If okay. it's like, let's just get through this, or if it's like a standard thing we eat all the time, then it's more Shane's deal. But like, I will say Shane also has some, I'm sure he'll love me sharing this. Um, like he also has some food stuff. And I think like yeah. men do too. And we don't talk about it as much. Like at least with women, we like have conversations about these things. Um, there's a lot of like, I want the brownies, but the brownies mean I'm, indulgent and like food like means things in our house you know what I mean mm -hmm. um I, I, I don't know it's all very weird but yeah so we we kind of allocate that labor differently but like if we're trying out a new brownie recipe I'm the one making the brownies you know what I mean yeah I I cook more of the food that we like eat lovingly or with like a celebration or something like that right and he cooks the like daily like regular just meals which is not like stereotypical, right? Like, no, I mean, it's, it's lovely to have a partner who is willing to do that work. Oh yeah. He and does occasionally give me the, like, make me a sandwich or something like that. Like as yeah. I hope as a joke. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. Yeah. Um, you know, Shane's quite the antagonist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, in my mom's 40, my, you know, my parents, 43 year marriage, my dad is, I mean, when we go on a trip, my mom and I, she prepares his meals and puts them in the freezer and gives him instruction on how to heat them. My dad's never, I, I think I've seen my father, he, there used to be one something he would make every so often, but I've basically never seen him cook. He also wow. doesn't clean, but he's also a clean person, but he, I, wa I walked in the house and he was washing dishes one day. And I'm, you know, 35 years old when this happens. And I was like, what has happened? And my mom turns and she like whispered back, that's his new thing. And I'm like, <laughs> my dad can wash dishes? Holy <laughs> crap. 
Because he's never washed clothes, done dishes, or cooked food in the 43 years they've been married. And so then I, like, I'll call him out on it. And he's like, you know, I did fine before. And I'm like, Dad, you got married when you were 21. You've now been married for 43 years. No, you cannot function anymore. You have not done this for longer than you did it. Because for 21 years, you did not do your own stuff. Grandma did it. You know, like. Yeah. I, I was lucky enough to grow up in a house where like they, my dad actually probably did more of the stuff. Um, my mom, my mom has like specific things that she cooks and she's like perfectly capable of it and, and all of that. But like, I think my dad had more fun with cooking. Yeah. Like he enjoyed it. And he also like me, like there were things he really liked making like for special occasions or he would actually, when my mom would go out of town on business, like there were specific foods that he and I ate like almost as like ceremony. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's very cool. I, I didn't grow up in a house or with anybody really in my family where there was like cooking was women's work. That yeah. just wasn't a thing in my even extended family, at least on my mom's side. How about you, Mitch? I have a feeling uh, mama Karen cooks a lot for daddy. Both Wheeler. of them cook. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and similarly, mom mom was my mom is a picky eater. Okay. Um, in the Karen episode, uh, <laughs> we, we talked about Karens eat chicken tenders, and that's about it. That's <laughs> accurate. But I think it's um, funny. But mom oh, cooks everything. Like she cooks stuff she doesn't even eat. Right. But it's usually pretty bland. Like. I didn't know what a steak was supposed to taste like until I was oh. an adult and made my oh, own no. because she would bake them until they were well done in the oven. No. And, uh, you know, it was, I mean, I don't want to say bland. That's not accurate. It was pretty standard stuff. Like I got yeah. so tired of pot roast when I was a kid because it was easy. She could put it in the crock pot. Crock yeah. pot stuff is her best friend, but you know, she made fried chicken and, and stuff like that. But Dad was like a creative cook. Was cool. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, it's but dad was more of the creative cook and still is like our holidays. He always smokes fish and turkeys and like all the meat and smokes pork chops. Like just smokes all the meats. When we were kids, he would do the, the shrimp boils and like all the interesting fun adventurous uh cultural foods and stuff like that that mom would never touch right so it was pretty balanced it's also kind of quote unquote the dude stuff right like the outdoor stuff and the grill you know all the manly you know so um what i think is funny though is you know we kind of talk about it and i think it is shifting of course but i do think the women mostly cooked in their houses one thing I, i almost forgot and i don't know how since i've been completely addicted to the show nailed it dad also used to make all of our birthday cakes that's pretty cool. And Dad I really had a, cool. had the baking decorating set and the pans and all that stuff. Like he got really creative with it, like golf ball cakes and very uh, progressive stuff. Yeah. So very progressive. Nailed it, by the way, is the Why? they could make they could be filming an episode of that every day and it wouldn't be enough for me. <laughs> Correct. Um, uh, just so we're clear, I did forward myself the application that I will fill out tomorrow to be on the show. We'll see. No! <laughs> That would be the best thing ever, um, as long as we can be there for it. Um, can you be on we, more than one reality show, though? Because I'm really holding out for you to be on Queer Eye. Yeah, really. 
I don't think I qualify for that anymore. I'm pretty domesticated. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> I have houseplants. I have houseplants now. That's, I know. But Katrina and I want to be interviewed on the side about that's right. how wonderful you are, you. but what a mess okay. you are. No, yeah. It's all about you. That's cool. It is. Of um, course. Uh, it's always all about us. Um, not it's, about us. It's time for the women, Mitchell. <laughs> we, um, so we're talking about this and how mostly it's the women, maybe not in our situations, maybe just me, but like I think that the idea is historically, not, not, not necessarily now, but back in the day, the women did the cooking. I, funny enough, when you think of all these celebrity chefs and all of that stuff. Wait, can I, I make like, one point before we move on to chefs? Yeah. I do. So I think that the labor is changing somewhat. I do yeah. think women are still judged on their ability to cook more than men are. Like, sure. Like, I think it's a qualifying factor. Like when you are like dating or like, you know. She's a good cook. Right. Does she cook? Does she cook, right? Um, and is it good? And <laughs> is it good? And like, I think if a guy was to bring something to a potluck, it's like, look at him, look at him contributing. That's awesome. As opposed to like, well, her potato oh. salad wasn't as good as the other potato salad I've had. Well, funny enough, when we have potlucks at the office, all the men who bring in their food, it was all made by their wives. Right. Just throwing that out there. So it's still not all that, you know. But then when I think of celebrity chefs and all of that, there are, of course, Julia Child is the first, like, celebrity chef, right? Like, if you think of the first chef you ever knew, if you're older than, if you're us, our age or older, I mean, you think of Julia Child. I mean, she, she may not be number one necessarily, but we know who she is. She was, like, this big front runner. But I, when I think of celebrity chefs now, they're all men. So here's something super interesting. This is from The Guardian. Um, because of course there are way more when you, when you're thinking about like the, the really quality kitchens, there's way more men who are the right. head chefs than women. Right. As, um, so according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 20% of the country's head cooks are women. 4% of these are identified as black. 3% is Latina. 2% is Asian American. So it's also like a white thing, of course. Yes. Um, <laughs> but from the Guardian, female chefs are described as warm and nurturing. By contrast, male chefs are pictured as mavericks. They break rules, experiment, innovate. If these men were inspired by their mothers or grandmothers, and they almost always were, they are typically praised for moving beyond that comfort food to arrive at their current genius. <laughs> Is that not, I mean, 100% accurate? Yeah, it's just really weird to me. Like all of that, how that all kind of works itself out and maybe it's because we've been preparing food for so long for people we don't want to have to do it for a living <laughs> I don't know, like right it's like men are like oh I never had to cook food before so here let me learn I can like finally cook even though because like you know my mom did it my whole life like I don't know you know well I think in most industries even even industries that are really heavily female like I know when I I my my graduate degrees in communications in public people think of public relations as a very female field yeah, but yeah. most of the people in, you know, like the big directors, heads of company, CEOs are male. Well, like that's, that that's just how, it, I mean. <laughs> that's how it is with everything. We've yeah. talked about this before. It's, it encompasses all things. Yeah. Where men are the primary, you know, CEOs, yeah. CFOs, Congress, whatever, any of it. What, what, Mitchell? I'm just saying, like, you know, if the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, if the um, shoe was made for a man, then it probably does fit a man better. Probably. 
We could get some yeah. heels on your side. If I could Actually, drop my mic, I would, but it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. It was expensive. Um, <laughs> okay, so then and then we talked about we kind of talked about like when Donnie orders salmon and I get a cheeseburger and like what's a girly food and what's a guy type food and first of all, I didn't know food could have a gender. Oh yes. But it does because a cheeseburger is very distinctly masculine and a salad's very distinctly feminine. Um, that's so, ridiculous. There's a 2015 paper published in Social Psychology. Uh, researchers found that both men and women were more likely to see unhealthy food options as masculine and healthy options as feminine. And according to their research, people were more likely to dislike foods that did not align with these stereotypical gender cues. Garbage. But this is actually cultural. Um, so a 1999 study found that nearly 50% of American women regularly crave chocolate, a food traditionally associated with women in the U.S., while only about 20% of men reported chocolate cravings in their day-to-day life. But the story was different outside the U.S. In Spain, men and women crave chocolate equally at about 25%. In Egypt, neither sex craved chocolate, and everyone exhibited an equally high preference for salty foods. Interesting. Yes, this is all just like cultural baloney, although I do love chocolate. <laughs> I think Mitch likes himself some chocolate every now and then. We bring him brownies. He doesn't get mad. I prefer cheesecake, but you know. Well, Steamboat doesn't have cheesecake. Maybe I know. Look, I'm not upset by the brownies or the cookies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I don't. We just. We really add. It's kind of normal. We we just put all this stuff onto things, and it's not necessarily productive or accurate or you know useful anymore, right? Um, yeah. I was kind of surprised by the healthy, unhealthy thing. I mean, I guess I shouldn't have been, but I more so associate like red meat with dudes and like cupcakes with like, like the oh, like yeah. sweeter foods. Like, so I would think like fruit and dessert is female and like red meat and like things that came out of the dirt are dudes. Like. <laughs> <Steak> taters. <laughs> um, well, I think it's just because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. There's genetic, you know, we talked to, you know, about we do need different things. Our bodies are different. So we will, we will have a tendency to like things more than other things because the way our bodies are different and made up. So, but doesn't it also, I mean, it kind of occurs to me that it could be like a, a Valerie Alexander evolutionary kind of thing, right? Exactly what I was talking about and thinking of. You know, they need red meat because they've got to go out and hunt and do all these things and, you know. Well, they also, they were the ones killing the mastodon, right? And we were right. gathering berries. That's right. And so for uh, <laughs> Oh, Mitchell. And Mitch Sorry, likes- I'm hungry. He also, dis- <laughs> you distinctly like vegetables, which is not necessarily a masculine thing. Um, yeah. Mitchell's not a real man because he's not all that into meat. He'll eat, he eats vegetables and that's not very masculine. I mean, and so, like I said, all of this really just stemmed from this whole really weird conference eating experience I had. And I just think, I think we should make healthy food choices because of like for our health. But I think if you want a cheeseburger, like you should eat a cheeseburger and I think if you're going to be with somebody for like the rest of your life, starting off only eating salads, that expectation is kind of a, is not a necessarily a good thing. Yeah. What like, if I want I, a salad? No, if I start, like if I start dating you and you, and I never. And then, then you should order a salad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if you're only doing it because you think that's like what I think you should be doing, 
my, I'm concerned because I'm like, I'm not eating a damn salad every day of my life for like ever. Like, but salads gonna, are delicious. If you're, but, and, I, and we eat a salad almost every night with our food, but we also have other stuff with it, right? Um, so you do eat a salad every day. But not just salad. Hmm. I'm so glad someone's talking with food in their mouth for this episode. It just wouldn't be right. I, I had to go get something to eat. My stomach was so angry at me for sitting here talking well, the about good all news this. Is, the good news is we're almost done talking about food, so you can actually go eat food aside from that banana. Um, what well, are you that's all I'm eat? eating today. I don't want anybody to think I'm fat. Eat whatever <laughs> the hell you want. Who cares what people think? I was um, going to say, what, what all are we eating for the rest of the day? I'm My neighbor have- just texted me and said that she's cooking uh, – salad and steaks tonight that is delicious one of our favorite meals is like a, a grilled chicken or steak with salad yeah i'll be having tacos mm. for lunch very stereotypical it it is um I, for for breakfast i had pupusas refried beans and curtido um and so that's also stereotypical for dinner i think i'm going to make chicken cacciatore though so we'll, mm. we'll we'll go out there with that um well, I think we're going to have burgers for lunch, and I think Shane's oh. going to grill out shrimp and scallops for dinner, and I'm going to make oh. salsa and maybe Yum. brownies. Delicious. <laughs> I made mandarin orange stir fry last night. Ooh, that's, that sounds delightful. Like I said, I, I, I'm indiscriminate. What's, what's going on? What's in mandarin orange stir fry? Oranges. Well, I put beef in it, but it was like uh, there's some kale in there and some carrots and some snow peas mm. and uh, and then some beef, mm. some beef strip marinated in there. And then I oh. put it on lo mein. That sounds, sounds delightful. Delightful. Yes. <laughs> I mean. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, talking about hungry, we've been talking about food and now I'm like, okay, I could eat. Like mm. I can I could literally eat. And so, yeah, I really kind of hate all the weird food hang up stuff. We've talked about this before. I hate food shame stuff and, you know, people feeling bad about what they've eaten or what they want to eat. And I kind of got no time for that. Like, I think if you want to eat something, you should eat it. I think everything should be done in moderation, like everything, you know, you got to be healthy and whatever, but yeah, it's not unhealthy to eat a cheeseburger every once in a while if you want a damn cheeseburger. I just well, we'd all probably have a lot healthier attitudes about food if we didn't have all of these like crazy psychological layers of society nonsense laid on top of it. Right, like, right. That's we well, I think that. we would also be a lot healthier if uh, we as Americans adhered to reasonable uh, serving sizes. I think that's another thing that possibly right. increases the the divide here is that. whereas in other countries that cheeseburger is probably not nearly as big and it would, I mean, obviously we eat a lot more here. And so we also have a lot more food shame as a result. Whereas if we were more accustomed to smaller food sizes and serving sizes and actually ate like reasonable amounts of food Right. I don't think it would matter well, I mean, that much. And look, it's a great privilege to be able to eat as much as you want whenever you want. I mean, yeah, yeah. it is a great, wonderful privilege we get here in this country. And um, But that doesn't mean we have to eat all the things all the time. Well, I right. do think this episode is super timely because this is like this time where we're still mostly at home, or at least probably mostly, hopefully. 
yeah. um, at least social distancing and quarantining. Um, there's like the whole like quarantine 15 thing going on. Yeah. Uh, but there's also like people that don't have enough to eat right now. And, right. Yeah. and I think that, you know, it's easy to forget about that as, as well as, you know, I hear people talking about all kinds of issues, but I don't hear enough about like people that food insecurity, people dealing with mental health issues, people who are already struggling with depression and stuff. And then also people who are now trapped at home in abusive situations. Right. Um, there's a lot to think about right now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, it's a completely, it's four other episodes that we have right there that you just mentioned. Lynn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's something that's been on my mind, of course, obviously, because um, we haven't been at foster care review board for, you know, three months. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think in general, we need to move away from shame and those shame feeling. I think we shouldn't be shaming other people. We shouldn't be shaming ourselves. We can make a lot of, um, I'm not a, I hate excuses. I'm not, I'm not into like excuse factories, but every once in a while you can take a, take a break. <laughs> you know, if you, you know, I had been on, I've been doing grain free and, and vegan, you know, I've been plant-based since Christmas and I've had to adjust because with quarantine, I can't go to the grocery store and get my stuff, you know, my, my garden will come up, so it'll be a lot easier, but not being able to get fresh things, you know, I've adjusted. It's, this is very much a privilege problem. Yeah. Um, and so, but it's okay. I'm not tearing my, I'm not beating myself up because I was really, really strict about it for four months and now it's all gone to pot, you know? right now we're in quarantine and things happen and right. I don't have any time or use for shame and right. I'm not going to make excuses for it and I don't need to. So, you know, for a second, I thought you said, I don't have enough. I don't have any time for shame. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any time for that either. <laughs> oh, I have all the time. For yes. You can so have him. <laughs> I've got my own set of problems in the backyard. Um, so you um, haven't buried them yet. Um, <laughs> that was a murderer joke. We don't talk about it in public. <laughs> but if he suddenly disappears, um, no, I'm kidding. I'm not that kidding. Um, so anyway, eat your food, love your food, stop being weird about your food. Um, everybody can cook. You all, as, if, as long as you've got like the appropriate appendages, you can cook, right? I, I feel like it might be difficult for some people for a variety of reasons. Well, it's actually fun. Like, not a male it, I mean, or female thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know there's some people who say they don't like to cook. I wonder if they just haven't found the thing. Or, I mean, I'm sure there are people who just straight up don't like it. But yeah, I wonder if there's like a thing. It's easy to do. Yeah. And it, it, I think people overthink it like they do everything else. A lot of my friends will eat something and they're like, oh, what was your recipe? And I'm like, I don't. I don't use recipes. That's why I don't like to bake um, because it's a, got a, it requires Same. a recipe. You know, there's Same. like actual... Baking actual, is like chemistry. Yeah, there's chemistry involved. And I'm, I'm not in. I'm like, no, nah, I can taste that and determine whether I need to put more or less into this. Like right, right now in real time. Like I don't but, have to wait until I've already gone through all that work to find out it's garbage. You screwed it up. That's right. right. And so I, you know, but, and, and so I'm like, you're overthinking it. Like you're literally not there's very few things you can do to screw up a roast, for instance. Like yeah. you really can't. I mean, we, we got solutions for every, it's like, you know, there, there are the equivalent of Bob Ross solutions in cooking. 
just just Google it. Like if it's too salty, throw a tater in. If it's not salty enough, add salt. Like it's just not, you're overthinking it. A lot of it. it's really common sense too. Oh, that's turning that's right. black. Remove it from the pan. <laughs> exactly. And so just like, don't overthink it. Like we overthink literally everything and you could be good at it too, you know, and you can now have I'm fun gonna with it. I'm going to overthink your pronunciation of the word literally. Literally? Is that a problem? Literally? Literally? Literally. 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 There's an A in there. Literally. Got it. Let's okay. say literally more. <laughs> what was his? Let's end ludicrous. the episode. This literally is ludicrous. Mitchell. Uh, he didn't say ludicrous at all this episode. No, I didn't. Wait, wait, wait. You said ludicrous, right? Move, Mitch. Get out the way. Oh. Get out the way, Mitch. Get out the way. All right. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at that other F word pod. And you can email us that other F word at gmail.com. And listen, kids, I just want you to make sure that you have your friends like and subscribe to the podcast and maybe give us a five star rating. Uh, in the meantime, I just want everybody to remember out there, feminism isn't a bad word. Boom. <laughs> I got Perfect. This. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>